Welcome on into Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars, proud to be part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thanks for joining us on a Wednesday hump day edition of the show. A lot to get to as normal on the podcast. We'll catch up on the latest in BYU football news with Zach Wilson's thumb and the surgical procedure he underwent on it yesterday. The update from BYU Athletic Communications. We'll get to all of that. We'll also catch you up on everything else going on in BYU sports. Women's volleyball won a five-set thriller last Last night in West Coast Conference action, we'll let you hear from head coach Heather Olmstead as well as one of their star players, McKenna Miller, from the post game of that match, and of course, catch up on everything else in BYU sports. Today's show is brought to you by our title sponsor on the show, our good friends at Deseret First Credit Union, as well as our good friends at All Guard Pest Control. We'll tell you about both of those companies as today's show proceeds as well. With that, let's get to it. This is Locked On Cougars for October 7th. 2nd, 2019. What's up, guys? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, a resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. Thanks again for taking the time to download this podcast on a Wednesday. Hopefully, guys, this week is off to a great start. It is a bye week for BYU football, but that does not mean that the news surrounding the BYU football program or BYU sports in general slows down at all. So thanks again for taking the time to check out this podcast, especially if you're new to the podcast. Please follow along, hit that subscribe or follow button, and give us a favorable rating and review. It really does help get the word out about this podcast. We're growing and growing as time goes on, but it's always helpful to have you, the listeners, helping out in that process as well. Uh, Starting off today, news coming out from BYU football yesterday. Zach Wilson underwent a, quote, surgical procedure on his injured right hand, unquote. BYU football spokesperson Brett Pine uh, released yesterday. He sent this statement to me. Uh, He also added, quote, it is anticipated anticipated that he will be able to return to play this season, according to Pine. Now, that flies in the face of what I'd kind of talked about yesterday. I'd been told by multiple people that they thought this is a season-ending injury. But granted, every time a guy undergoes surgery, when a doctor finally gets a chance to look at the uh, injuries or what they're trying to fix up close and personal, we're talking after they really dig into it, Timetables can change, and it's actually positive news if BYU believes that Zach Wilson is able to return this season. Uh, Ben Criddle, host of uh, ESPN 960 AM Cougar Sports 960, reported on his Twitter account yesterday that Wilson needed the procedure to, quote, stabilize a fracture on his throwing thumb. Uh, Criddle added the recovery timetable is estimated at six to eight weeks. Well, we are now entering week six of the season, so that would put him at best six weeks out. We are looking at week 12 of the season, which puts you looking at, okay, maybe Idaho State, more likely uh, the San Diego State game. We're talking that kind of time window, mid to late November at best, similar to what I reported yesterday. But the nice part is, is after I was told yesterday, they, they kind of anticipated the BYU football program, people in and around the program anticipated Zach Wilson missing the remainder of the season. 
The good news is, is they believe they'll get him back at some point. Does that mean that he automatically gets the job back right away? Who knows? So uh, November 16th is the Idaho State game. The week before that, Mitch Harper from KSLSports.com says that his sources say that they're targeting the return for Zach Wilson as the Liberty game on November 9th. I really feel like if you're going to have surgery on a thumb, that is way too quick of a, t- of a timetable to get you back on the field and get you ready to go. But who knows? Maybe Zach Wilson is a fast healer and he's able to do that. But you're looking at November 16th, Idaho State. It'll be senior day at Lavelle Edwards Stadium, followed by road games at UMass, as well as San Diego State on November 23rd and November 30th, respectively. I'm interested to see when this timetable does play out, but it's similar to what I talked about yesterday, that it's a mid to late November timetable return for Zach Wilson, and that's just barring any setbacks. Like I'm, like I said yesterday, best case scenario is he has this surgery that he had yesterday that BYU Athletic Communications confirmed. He comes back, and he's able to go. You're maybe playing him in one to two regular season games to wrap up the season and potentially a bowl game at the Hawaii Bowl, which BYU is linked with playing Navy out there in Hawaii, and it's be kind of a fun game with Ken Niamatololo, formerly a, a a candidate for the head coaching job at BYU. I just look at it, and it's just an interesting uh, situation all the way around. But now BYU, at least for the next three games, I would guess at, at minimum. Uh, speaking of next week at South Florida, home game to Boise State, and then a road game at Utah State. Jaron Hall is your guy. I really like what Jaron Hall brings to the table. I talked about this yesterday. He's an, he's an athlete who wants to be like Zach Wilson, wants to make plays with his arm, wants to throw the ball down the field. He'll make plays with his feet. He's an athletic player. We saw him play a little bit of running back and also some of that wildcat quarterback in the first five games of this season. He's got athleticism, but he has trained himself his entire life. He's been trained his entire life working with guys like Dustin Smith, a QB elite, just with his high school coaches, his father, Kalen Hall, a former BYU running back. He's been trained to be a pocket-passing quarterback, make plays with your arm inside the pocket, if at all possible, before bailing out and making plays with your feet. And I really like what he brings to the table. I think that he is quite capable of leading BYU. The nice part is his USF is really down right now, and they don't have a lot of film on, on Jaron Hall. That He's passed seven times in his entire BYU career. Have fun evaluating that, Charlie Strong and company down there with USF. Uh, it'll be an interesting situation how these teams prepare now for another quarterback. Uh, BYU for the sixth straight year will play two quarterbacks in a season. Uh, it's been since 2013 since they haven't played a quarterback, uh, since they haven't had a quarterback go down to injury in a season. Just kind of a bad run of luck. But anymore in college football, it feels like if you don't have a capable backup to help out your team uh, when you have guys go down injured, you're hurting yourself. That's the biggest thing. But it appears that BYU will be set for at least the next three games with Jaron Hall. Like I said, Mitch Harper reporting the Liberty game is when BYU is targeting a return date for Zach Wilson. I don't know if that's Zach Wilson himself or the BYU coaching staff, but that just to me flies in the face of everything I have been told. It flies in the face of what Ben Criddle is talking about. But I would anticipate if I'm targeting a, a return game for Zach Wilson, and this is just Jake Hatch reporting this or Jake Hatch 
much of speculation on it. I think UMass is your best bet. You get him six to seven weeks out there. You hope that all goes well. There's no setbacks after undergoing surgery yesterday on that fracture in his thumb. And you get him back, play him at UMass, also play that game at San Diego State, and then he also gets an opportunity to play against whoever they play in the bowl game out there in Hawaii should they qualify for it. Now, BYU also has to be careful. they got to qualify for a bowl game. That loss at Toledo really got some BYU fans turned off. A lot of people looking at, well, are we going to be able to win any more games this year? UMass, Idaho State, and Liberty, to me, are three wins for sure for BYU. That puts you at five wins. Can you pick off one other one in this USF, Boise State, Utah State, San Diego State? Of those four games, can you pick off one or two more there, get to six or seven wins, have a chance to win an eighth game? and call it a day. I know there's a lot of talk about Kalani Satake's contract status being tied up in this. Who knows? We'll see what shakes out with that, but it's just an interesting situation all the way around trying to track all of this, but just wanted to pass along to you guys the latest, but it sounds like the good news is that Zach Wilson not expected to miss the rest of the year for BYU football, but a return in late November, mid to late November, is the earliest return date, according to people who have knowledge of this or reporting this, etc., and will, of course, keep you updated with any other new developments any other news that we hear regarding Zach Wilson going forward a reminder for you guys that Vivid Seats they want to help you make a memory that'll last you a lifetime let the Vivid Seats app help you get to your favorite live event enter the promo code kickoff at checkout and receive a discount of up to $100 All right, guys, we'll get back to Locked On Cougars here in just a moment. We do need to talk to you about our title sponsor on the show, and that's our good friends at Deseret First Credit Union. They share a faith-based bond with all of its members, but they also celebrate the unique goals and passions of their individual members, regardless of what you like to do. You're a basketball fiend. You like to work with wood. Whatever you like to do, Deseret First Credit Union celebrates that with you, and they're asking right now, what's your focus? What is your why? You've probably heard this in some of our other advertising campaigns, but they're also asking whatever it might be, have you thought about refinancing your home to save money and help fund that passion project? Refinancing your mortgage doesn't have to be hard or even cost you anything, and with rates still low, now is a great time to refinance and keep more money in your pocket. With a no-cost refinance from Deseret First Credit Union, you can get locked into one of those low rates for absolutely nothing and potentially save up to hundreds of dollars a month. It's an incredible way, guys, to put money right back into your pocket that we all work hard for. We're all working hard for money, so I want you guys to check this out. The DFCU Mortgage Team is here to help you guys get you in the right financial situation, regardless of where you're at in life. A newlywed, you're an experienced home buyer, you've got investment properties, they will work with you to make sure that it works out in your best interest. Give them a call, 801-456-7070. That's 801-456-7070. Or visit dfcu.com to apply in just five minutes or less. Deseret First Credit Union, you know why we show how. Membership and eligibility required OAC terms and conditions apply equal housing lender the number nine ranked BYU women's volleyball team was in action last night closing out a five-set thriller with a victory over LMU and West Coast Conference action BYU went out pretty quick and won the first two sets 25-22 25-20 then struggled in the next two sets losing 21 to 25 22 to 25 and then rocketing back in the fifth and deciding set 15 to 7 to win the match a big win for BYU 12 and 2 now on the year 3 and 0 in West Coast Conference action and 
Uh, BYU had a great, uh, great showing from the fans, it felt like, watching this. Heather Olmstead uh, was, of course, excited about her team. They're now, like I said, 12-2, and 3-0 in West Coast Conference play. They're going to be back on the road this weekend in California. They go to Pacific on Thursday, and then they're at St. Mary's on Saturday. So no rest for the weary when it comes to BYU women's volleyball. They'll have played five West Coast Conference matches within, what, 10 or 11 days after they make this road trip. So they're keeping busy. But Sean Walker, a good friend of the podcast, a GFOP, actually was at the match last night, sent me some sound, so we'll get to it here. Heather Olmstead talking about her team and this win over uh, win over LMU and also just how her team's performing at this point in the season. Coach, there's obviously something about this LMU team that's really, I mean, they obviously do a lot of things really, really well. They got that really good hitter and a great setter over there. What is it about them the last couple times you faced them that they've just, they've, they've given you such a handful. Yeah, I think they, they're really good at the fundamentals, and I think they just put a lot of pressure on teams uh, with their serve, and then they've got some offensive weapons they can set a bunch of people, and I thought they played really well. Um, and so a lot of it was us trying to figure out our side, but for sure they put pressure on us, and so I thought it was a great match. That being said, the way your girls battled back, especially there in the fifth set, when it, it looked like nobody was going to, nobody was really going to pull ahead and then something yeah. clicked right there yeah. on like the fifth or sixth point I mean what happened what clicked did they just find their system yeah I thought Whitney Bauer went back and did a good job serving and getting them in trouble and scored a bunch of points in uh, that fifth set and that gave us a little bit of separation and, and, and life and excitement and I thought we were just resilient the whole match I thought even in sets three and four when we weren't playing super well we were still right there in it we came back was it the third set we were down pretty big came back and so I mean I thought this group tonight was just super resilient and we tried to problem solve and we were just doing everything we could and I thought you know eventually the fifth, fifth set it clicked and it was nice to see. I feel like this is a match that you can learn a lot of lessons as far as facing oh, adversity. Oh for sure yeah we know that there are no little things and so there was a lot of things when we go back on the film and look at that could have made a difference in our favor. Uh, tips that were falling, um, missed serves. I mean, obviously our serving was not great tonight. And so those are just focus errors that we can do a better job at. So um, love the crowd, love the environment. So happy that people came out to support our, our, our pink match and um, awareness for breast cancer. So we're super grateful for the crowd and the, the support and that everybody stayed through the match. Speaking of the environment at that point, I think you told the six that rally. Yeah. Speak to yeah. what that did for the yeah. environment. I mean, the girls were just giving it their all. You saw Mary flying around and the block was getting touches and people were digging balls and so I think we ended it with a block uh, and it just, yeah, it gives you life. The crowd's excited and I thought it was just a really good point of the match for us where we, we kind of just took a breath and said, okay, let's, let's focus on the next point, but it, that was really exciting. Obviously all wins count the same, but yeah. it's really nice to know as a coach, especially that your girls can dig deep, can win these kind of ugly games when maybe they're struggling yeah. throughout the match. Yeah, I mean, that's been all season, so we've been playing um, all season, fighting and scratching and, and clawing in every match, so there are no easy matches, especially in the West Coast Conference, so we know every match is going to be a battle, we know we have a target on our backs, and so we have to be ready, we have to have our focus. I like that we came out in sets one and two pretty focused, and we lost it, um, and we got to see if we can be consistent over time. There you go, Heather Olmstead. Can't thank Sean and uh, Coach Olmstead for that audio. Sean Walker, I'm speaking of from KSL.com. Check out his great work. He does an incredible job covering the Cougars. We do a lot of podcasting together and can't thank him enough for sending that audio over. He also caught up with McKenna Miller, a senior on this BYU volleyball program, one of BYU's longtime stars. She led all Cougars in this win over Loyola Marymount with 14 kills. Well, she talked about the win and how the team is playing after the match last night. 
Kenna, you've been here for a couple of years. What is it about this LMU team that seems to give you girls a lot of trouble? I think we just know we kind of have a target on our back sometimes. We were picked to win the conference, and teams want to come out to beat us, especially here. So we know teams are going to play really well and probably play some of their best games against us. And so that's what we want. We want competitive games, and LMU just always does a really good job of showing up. Something clicked about midway through that fifth set when it looked like nobody was really pulling ahead of one another, and then all of a sudden you guys went on that, I think it was like a 6 0 run or something like that, like crazy in the fifth. Just, just what happened? What clicked? Did you feel something like getting getting a little more into sync? Or? Yeah, I think we just started being more assertive and doing our jobs. We were scrappier, getting ups, block touches, balls that were dropping earlier, we were getting up and just getting more effort. And when we do that, we know it builds our energy. And so we just started getting more and more confident in ourselves because we were doing the things we're supposed to be doing. What are the lessons can be learned when you get taken to a fifth set and going forward? I think we definitely just need to be more assertive consistently. We talked about that, how we had some lulls. Some parts were really good and some parts we were being really passive. And so I think just being able to focus for longer periods of time and execute the way we're supposed to consistently. I, I know you guys don't like talking about records too much, but 3-0 in conference play, that's got to be a pretty good feeling, pretty good start to a league where, like you mentioned, you guys do have a little bit of that target on your back, that chip on your shoulder kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, I guess, but we'd rather finish well than start. So it is exciting, and it's great that we're able to win games, but we'd rather have a good record at the end of the season than right now. What did you think of the atmosphere tonight in, in the building? I mean, that point, I think it was pulled up to six. Yeah. Really got electric in here. What you think of the atmosphere? It was just awesome. We've been on the road for a while, and so it was kind of nice to just get back where we're comfortable and have a home crowd supporting and cheering for us. And I think that was a really big factor, helping with our energy, especially in the fifth set. Just having the crowd erupt after points has really got to build What's our kind energy. What was the message amongst, amongst the team after that four set? You kind of to, what were you guys discussing? Uh, we talked. We just said we were going to have micro goals and just be strong out of the gate, be the first to five, first to ten. And even though we weren't the first to five, it was just our next goal, pay first to ten or whatever. And so just taking it point by point and doing the best we can, not focusing on winning or losing, but just playing and doing well the next ball. There you go, McKenna Miller. And I think that this team is off and rolling right now. They should go on the road this weekend and take care of business against uh, Pacific and St. Mary's. Improved to 5-0 and in West Coast Conference play. Uh, the West Coast Conference, not a volleyball power per se, but BYU in terms of where they stand in the pantheon of this conference, they are the top dog. They are the best of the best. They've made multiple runs to the Final Four, National Championships, etc. in recent years. This team is really kind of rounding into form right now, coming off that big upset win at number one Stanford I think showed that BYU despite losing some of their star power from a year ago Roni Jones Perry etc they're still plenty talented this year there may be more um, of a well-rounded team per se they rely on the the whole some of their parts versus like Roni Jones Perry last year national player of the year you could count on her to carry BYU volleyball if they needed it but I think this year People like McKenna Miller, Kennedy Eschenberg, who had seven kills in a season-high nine blocks. Heather Knighting, 12 kills, one shot of a career high, hitting 632 with no errors. She added four blocks yesterday. 
multiple people are stepping up to fill the void that Roni Jones-Perry and some of the other players who have departed the BYU volleyball program over the last year have uh, left. And I think that BYU really rounded into form. They're going to make a run here through the West Coast Conference. They'll have their struggles, a five-set match on your home courts. No way to really engender yourself, in, or not gender, endear yourself to your home fans, but it's still a thrilling win for BYU because they won the match. So we'll see how they go going forward. But on the road on Thursday at Pacific, Saturday against uh, St. Mary's. And, of course, we'll keep you updated with everything going on in BYU Women's Volleyball News as it comes along. All right, catching up on everything else going on in BYU sports here in just a moment. But a reminder for you guys that today's show is brought to you by one of our great sponsors on the show, all Guard Pest Control. Can't thank them enough for their continued patronage of this show. Seth Baird and his team are the best of the best when it comes to pest control issues, guys. They're a company based right there in Utah County, but capable of servicing anybody up and down the Wasatch Front. Whether you live in Davis or Weber Counties, Tooele County, Wasatch, Salt Lake County, they can make sure you are taken care of if you have any issues with your bugs, bug issues, pest control issues, etc. They don't believe in door-to-door salesmen. They're not going to be knocking on your door during the summer saying, hey, would you like us to spray for your bugs? But what they do offer is two unique types of services. They have a quarterly pest control program, which is awesome for people who don't ever want to see a pest and have that peace of mind knowing that no creepy crawly thing is going to show up and and scare them. My wife is one of those people. They also have one-time services, so you don't need to sign a long-term contract for just a one-time treatment. You have one thing you need taken care of one time, they'll show up, take care of you, and they're not going to make you sign that contract. I love what their business model is. I love what All Guard does. I know what they stand for. And not to mention, huge BYU fans, guys. They have awesome online reviews. Check them out. You can go to allguardpestcontrols.com or just search out All Guard Pest Control on your internet browser of choice. Read up on this company. Seth has built this company from the ground up, and he is an awesome, awesome guy. Check it out, guys. Give them a call if you have any pest control needs. 801-851-1812 or go to allguardpestcontrols.com once again. Phone number, 801 801- 8511812 let Seth and his team know that locked on Cougars sent you as we close out today's edition of the podcast, I want to thank you guys again for your continued patronage of this podcast. Please give us a favorable rating and review on whichever podcatcher you choose to use. We're available on Overcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, whatever radio or uh, podcast provider you use, Locked on Cougars is available for you to listen to the show. I want to thank you guys for doing that. And please also, if you haven't done so already, give us a favorable rating and review. We recently got over 100 reviews on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, and I really thank you guys for continuing to do that. I know it doesn't take very long, but it really does help us out in terms of getting the word out about the podcast according to the algorithms that the podcatchers use. And I want to thank you guys for continuing to download the show. Our download numbers have stayed extremely strong despite BYU losing back-to-back games in football, and it's awesome to be with you guys talking BYU sports every day. Now, catching up on everything else going on in BYU sports news here on this Wednesday edition of the podcast. Let's start off with a BYU men's and women's cross country. The number two ranked men's cross country team. We talked yesterday about Connor Mance winning the National uh, Athlete of the Week award from the USTFCCCA. But he also won West Coast Conference Male Runner of the Week. He won the individual title at the Bill Dellinger Invitational over the weekend with a time of 23 
23 minutes, 24.7 seconds in the men's 8K. So congratulations to Connor Mance. He's a sophomore All-American, and he is doing great things for the men's cross-country team. They'll be back in action three weeks from now. On the women's side of things, Whitney Orton was named West Coast Conference Female Runner of the Week. She led the number six women's team to the win at the Bill Dellinger Invitational this past weekend. Cougars won it with 35 points, 46 points lower than the second place team. The BYU Junior, speaking of Orton, held her spot in first for the entire race and finished with a career best time of 19 minutes 19 minutes and 25.8 seconds. It's the best individual and team finish at the Bill Dellinger Invitational in BYU history, guys. So congratulations once again to Whitney Orton and Connor Mance for winning West Coast Conference Runners of the Week in men's and women's cross country. Now, one other note before we go is a dominant start to the season for the men's golf team just continued yesterday. The BYU men's golf team fired a, a total of 286. That's 16 under yesterday to win the Nick Watney Invitational while Peter Quest and Rhett Rasmussen finished in second and third place individually, respectively. Rasmussen just absolutely went berserk yesterday. Nine under, a 62 in the final round to record the third lowest 18-hole individual score in team history. And we're talking about a program, speaking of men's golf, if you guys don't know, guys like Johnny Miller, Mike Weir have come through this program, Jadon Blake. There have been some incredible golfers. And for Rhett Rasmussen to set the third lowest 18-hole individual score in team history, history is awesome. Uh, The Cougars' third-round score of 268 tied the third-lowest 18-hole team score in program history as well. So that's awesome to see BYU doing what they were doing. Congratulations to Peter Quest. Uh, He played in his hometown of Fresno, California at this Invitational. He's been off to an incredible start. Of course, he won this past weekend in the first tournament of the season, but BYU as a team won the tournament with a total of 30 under par, beating Long Beach State by five strokes. San Jose State was two strokes further back with San Diego and Fresno State, the host, uh, 11 strokes back of BYU overall. So congratulations to BYU men's golf. They're off to an incredible start. They're back in action this coming weekend at the Jerry Pate Intercollegiate, October 7th and 8th. It's actually early next week, excuse me, in Vestavia Hills, Alabama. Of course, we'll keep you updated with how things are going for men's golf, but they are off to a fiery start, and it's awesome to see. Cole Ponich, one of the best youth golfers played in the Youth Ryder Cup this past year, is now playing for BYU men's golf, and he's off to a fiery start in his own right as a true freshman in his first action. Uh, He only shot two over, tied for 35th in this tournament, the Nick Watney Invitational. So BYU men's golf, they're making a run at the national championships once again this year, it feels like, and hopefully once they get there, they can actually make it into the stroke play and individual play championships and really show what they can do. Sorry, not the stroke play, the match play championships and really flex their muscles and make a run in a national title. I really like what they're doing at men's golf. I'm a big golf fan, and it's cool to see Bruce Brockbank's program continuing to get better and better as they continue to roll on. And we'll keep you updated, of course, with any other news that comes out regarding the men's golf program. All right, that'll do it for today's edition of the show. Can't thank you guys enough once again for for joining us on a Wednesday edition of the show. It is a bye week. We have the downhill slide to the weekend here without any BYU football, but got plenty of news still to cover. Going to have some guests on the show over the next couple of days to talk about BYU and also some of the national trends in college football, etc. So stay tuned for all of that. We are brought to you today by our title sponsor on the show, Deseret First Credit Union, as well as our good friends at Vivid Seats and All Guard Pest Control. Check them out for any of your needs, and you can make sure that, that let them know that Locked On Cougars sent you 
when you talk to them. We'll catch you guys tomorrow. Enjoy whatever's left of your Wednesday. This has been Locked On Cougars for October 2nd, 2019.